you are listening to Wednesday's Law and Gospel on April the 21st in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and what we're going to be taking a look at today, since we finished the seven churches in Revelation, I received a video, very interesting video of two individuals talking, and the subject of their talking was eight reasons why I don't share my faith. And we want to take a look at those eight reasons today, because that's really what KFUO is all about, giving you the ability to share your faith, even in light of the eight reasons why, well, some people will not share their faith. So we're going to go backwards with this. Number eight People don't share their faith because they feel they might get beat up. Now, you may say, well, that's kind of a silly reason. Unless you remember what's happening in other parts of the world where it's more than people getting beat up, they're actually being put to death for being Christians. And and therefore, that can become a reason why people do not want to share their faith. One of the most interesting stories I ever heard, and this is true, the various police or whoever were dealing with individuals who were Christians went into a man's house, and if he proclaimed that Jesus was the Lord, he would be put to death. Well, he was a Christian, but he denied that he believed in Jesus. But he had two children. And when the individuals asked the children whether they were Christian or not, they said, yes, we are. We believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior. And in front of the man, those children were put to death. So it's not a bad reason sometimes that you might get beat up. For example, in this country... We have all kinds of protests that are going on. I don't know if you've ever been involved or seen a gay march, but can you imagine going in the middle of that march of maybe hundreds of people walking down the street and you hold up a sign that homosexuality is an abomination before Almighty God? What do you think is going to happen to you? I'm not really sure. But it would be a possibility that some people are going to get really angry at you. We we do know that churches have windows broken and uh, people have been accosted because of their, well, beliefs in the Christian faith. So what do we do with that? Well, Jesus was more than beat up. He was crucified. So we see in him that there were a couple of times that he could have been put to death, like he was at Nazareth, and it says that he just walked between the people and they were unable to touch him even though they wanted to throw him off a cliff. How that happened was probably miraculous, but there were a number of times that it wasn't yet the time for Jesus to die. Remember, there was that boat that was sinking. The disciples were all concerned. 
Jesus was asleep. Well, he said, have you no faith? There, there was no way that he and they would die there because of the Old Testament prophecies that he would die, as it says in Psalm 22, by being pierced in hands and feet. That's crucifixion. And there was no crucifixion on that lake. So he simply stood up in the boat, peace be still. So Jesus, though, is one who continued to speak even though there was great danger. The apostles did that also. In Acts chapter 4, which is the reading for this coming Sunday, there is a situation where Peter and John, the authorities want to put them to death, but it says they were afraid to put them to death because the people were really astounded at the miracle Peter and John had done in healing that man who was lame from birth. And so they didn't touch him. And it wasn't until Judas was willing to betray the Lord that that took place. So it may be possible that you don't want to say something because people might confront you and beat you up. That's the eighth uh, reason. The seventh reason why some people don't share the faith is they say it won't make any sense. Well, I've been on KFUO 24 years now, and I don't remember making sense of Christianity. Christianity is a logical reason. That's why we believe in the Holy Trinity, but it's not a reasonable religion at all. It simply doesn't comport with human reason. That's why human reason is really impossible to get somebody to come to faith. There are not evidences for what the Bible says, except the Bible says it. Uh, for example, Jesus rose from the dead. Why do I believe that? Because the Bible says he rose from the dead. If you don't believe the Bible, there's no reasonable reason why you would go ahead and think that Jesus ever rose from the dead. Now, even if you did get convinced that he was risen from the dead, that doesn't save you because being risen from the dead is a historical event that did happen, but that's not saving faith. That's what we call historic faith. The devils know that he rose from the dead. The Pharisees know that he rose from the dead. So what's saving faith? That he rose from the dead for me, that my sins were forgiven, that I can now wear the robe of righteousness that he dresses me in. So Christianity really doesn't make any sense because whoever heard that you beat somebody else up and they don't want to get even. They want to love you. They want instead to make you one with them and even have you join the kingdom of God on earth, which is the Holy Christian Church. Many, many things in the scriptures appear not to make sense from a human point of view. But when, especially at Pentecost, when you are baptized, 
you receive faith from the Holy Spirit. And what is faith? Faith becomes an acknowledgement that what doesn't make sense is absolutely true. So don't try and make sense of the Christian message. Simply speak law and gospel. You speak the law, as John the baptizer did, in order to make people aware of the fact, oh boy, I'm a sinner, I'm in need of a savior. The law prepares for the coming of the gospel. And what is the gospel? It is the free forgiveness of sins being justified, that is being made right with God by grace, which means that's something that you don't deserve to have, through faith that the Holy Spirit has given you, not by works, lest anyone should boast. So if you're waiting to speak about Christianity until it makes sense, boy, you'll be quiet for a long, long time. Uh, Did not the religious leaders of Jesus' day say, this carpenter from Nazareth doesn't make any sense that he is the Messiah. Number six, a reason why people won't share the faith is they might be made fun of. That's really happening today in the United States. Uh, Individuals who are, let's say, for putting to death a child in the womb, and then you say that that is wrong. They will make fun of you. They'll make fun of you by saying, no, no, I have the right to do that. That is my body. I can do what I want with my body. Well, if that isn't the most ridiculous statement you ever heard, that's not your body, the fetus within you. It is another human being. And that's why more and more states are moving towards not permitting abortion when there is a heartbeat. And that's very, very young. So the church needs to be making more of the reasons why abortion is not appropriate. And therefore, that means, yes, people will be made fun of when they speak this way, but being made fun of is just another way of Jesus on the cross being sneered at. Yes, if you are the Christ, come down from the cross and we will believe, which of course they would not, because Jesus had done many other miracles, including raising people from the dead, and they did not believe. So they made fun of Jesus. That's kind of part of what the Beatitudes speak about, that we will be persecuted. And that persecution may not be physical harm, but psychological harm. And therefore, there are Christians who may not want to speak the message lest they be made fun of. The fifth reason why people don't want to share the faith is we don't know how to start. Now, that's a good reason. If you're in an office and you're working with other people and you each have your own desk 
and the office has nothing to do at all with religion. Uh, maybe it's making envelopes, etc. Well, you ought not stand up in the middle of the workday and start preaching about Jesus Christ. That would be inappropriate. But how many times do you ever go to eat with these people and you're having lunch with them and one of them says, boy, I've really got a problem with my son or my daughter or my spouse or with my neighbor. That's how you start. You listen to people and give an opportunity for you to speak a message that might be helpful to them from a Christian point of view. I remember a former president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, President Barry, would often talk about when he would get on a plane and he flew a lot. When he would sit down beside someone, he would attempt to get them to talk about their faith and religion. And how would he do that? Well, I use that technique a lot of times when I'm driving for Uber, that taxi cab. I'll have people in the back seat that I picked up, and it'll be very obvious because I have things in the car that indicates, well, wait a minute, are, are you a pastor? And so once they ask that question, I can now start. And I say, oh, yes, I'm a pastor of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And you won't believe how many times an individual will ask, well, I'm so-and-so, what's the difference between what you believe and what my faith believes? And then you've got a starting point. Starting points are given by God. Just allow time. In some situations, your vocation is your starting point. Are you a parent with children? Then you should be talking to them. For example, when you start a meal, you start it with prayer to Jesus and train the children up. You take them to Sunday school. You take them to confirmation. And the reason you're doing that is God has given you a starting place. So don't use the excuse, I don't know how to start. Just listen to the people that are around you. I worked at Chrysler's for, oh, I don't know, six months. And people knew I was going to the seminary. And so every now and then, I would be made fun of for that. But privately, there were individuals who would come to me with questions. Now, I wasn't yet ordained, so I wasn't sure how to answer the questions. When I was able to, I did, but a lot of times I pointed them to my pastor who would be able to answer their questions if I was unable to. And so there were some relationships that we began because they came to me. The number four reason, and I think this is a reason a lot of Christians do have, I'll be a bad witness. Now, what do they mean by that? Well, what they mean is, I'm not a pastor. I'm not trained in theology. How can I witness to anyone? Well, if you take a look at the scripture, 
it's amazing how people came to faith. There wasn't, shall we say, a, a long discussion about salvation by grace through faith on account of Jesus Christ. But the Apostle Paul, when he became saved on the road to Damascus, it was just the voice of Jesus saying, I am the one whom you are persecuting. And he was then baptized, and he began to teach what he had heard from Jesus. In other words, you can't be a bad witness. You've gone to church. You know some of the creeds. You know some of the hymns. You can use those and say, boy, I, I just had a hymn at Easter that really was meaningful to me. And you share what the hymn says or what the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, what they confess, and leave the results up to the Holy Spirit. Yes, if somebody would ask you, well, what's the grammatical background of this particular word in the Greek? Yes, you're, you're not going to know that unless you've been trained in the Greek language. And so, therefore, when you get questions that you're unable to answer, talk to your pastor at your church who should be trained in the Greek and the Hebrew and be able to give you an answer. And then go back to the person and say, here's what I found as the answer. To be a bad witness would mean if somebody asks you, how can I be saved? You would say something like, well, all you have to do is follow the Ten Commandments. And if you obey them, God will love you and then save you. That's being a bad witness because it's false teaching. But if you're not doing false teaching and simply sharing the general message of Christianity, let the Holy Spirit help that person come to faith. The next reason is kind of similar. I'll say the wrong thing. Uh, this is why we encourage you to continue to listen to KFUO because they're having the share Thursday and Friday. And the reason we need to support KFUO is because you're hearing all kinds of ways in which you do not say the wrong thing. Uh, because of the various programs on KFUO, you learn what not to say a lot of times as well as what to say. And I've already mentioned, you don't want to ever give the impression to somebody you'll be saved in the same way that you get a promotion. At work, you do a very good job and people see, well, here's somebody who comes in early, who gets his work done, stays a little later than he needs to, and they may promote you up to a higher level. That's not the way it happens in the Holy Christian Church. Nobody is promoted. You're instead adopted. You're adopted into the family of God, even though you don't deserve that adoption. But within that adoption, you are given from God faith to believe the promises of the Scripture. It's the promises of the Scripture that you believe that results in your salvation. Remember Abraham. Abraham, you're old, 
Sarah's old, but you're going to have a baby, which didn't happen for 25 years. But Abraham believed it, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So the second reason why people will say this, I'll be a religious nut. People will look at you as a religious nut. And that's certainly happening in today's society. People have left the beliefs of Holy Scripture. I just finished reading an article that 60% of evangelicals, now these are Christians, say of the Baptist faith and other faiths, but they don't believe in the sacraments of holy baptism or the Lord's Supper, but 60% of their young people don't see anything wrong with living with another person once you get engaged. That is a sin, because only in marriage are you to live with another individual. And, and therefore, you will be considered a religious nut. I was at the congregation where a couple got engaged, and I was told that their friends were saying, well, when are you going to start living together? Now, that's a privilege that occurs after the marriage ceremony. I mean, there are many people who end up living together and then breaking up and don't get married. So the divorce rate for those who live together before marriage is much higher than those who wait until they are married, attend church on a regular basis, bring their children to church, that level of divorce is far lower. And that's because we are not religious nuts. We follow the word of God. The number one reason why people hesitate to share their faith is I don't know enough. Well, there's no doubt that many people are not in-depth theologians. You may not be able to explain a lot of things in the Bible as to why Jesus said them or he did them. But that doesn't mean that you still can't share what Jesus did. Uh, for example, you take a passage like Mark chapter 10, where a man comes to Jesus, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, you're rich, give away all your money, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Now, see, a lot of people think that that Jesus is saying, that's how you get to heaven, by sharing your money with the poor. But Jesus is saying this to a man who loves his money, and he's going to be unable to do that. And therefore, by recognizing he is unable to do that, he may come to the realization he needs a Savior. In fact, later on in that same passage, the disciples asked Jesus, who then can be saved if this rich man who attends Sabbath worship all the time it gives pretty good tithes. If he can't be saved, who can be saved? And Jesus' answer is pretty clear. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. 
for with God all things are possible. So that's why it is kind of necessary for Christians to attend not only worship services, but also Bible studies, and ask your pastor, what would be a good book to read to help me understand theology a little better? Well, one of the best books, of course, is C.F.W. Walther's Distinctions Between Law and Gospel. That's why we call our program Law and Gospel, because we're trying to help people know enough that they don't use the law to comfort people. Somebody may come to you and say, boy, I feel pretty far away from Jesus. And then you'll say, well, go to church more often. And they, you tell them things they have to do. No, what you do is tell them promises of the gospel that Jesus hasn't moved. He promises to be with you whenever you call upon him. And so don't worry about this idea of being too far away. Now, as indicated, this is going to be our last broadcast this week of Law and Gospel, because Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is the annual share for KFUO. And while Law and Gospel is not a part of the programming officially of KFUO, like other programs are, we raise our funds, as you will hear at the end of this broadcast, by sending funds to us. But please use Friday, Thursday, and Saturday to send contributions to KFUO because the message of KFUO is significant throughout the entire day, helping you to get rid of these eight reasons why you don't share your faith. I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.